Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, beautiful listeners. I have some exhilarating news that I'm thrilled to share with you all. Are you ready to ignite that inner spark of confidence and embrace a life brimming with vitality? Whether you're pondering a life without alcohol, taking those first empowering steps into sobriety, or looking for rejuvenation post-alcohol, I have the perfect occasion lined up for you. So mark your calendars for September 25th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and prepare to dive into a transformative day with my Revive and Thrive Academy. This is the haven for incredible women just like you, eager to rediscover and celebrate their true selves beyond the bottle. And in honor of National Recovery Month, this day promises to be nothing short of spectacular. As always, I will be right by your side, cheering you on and guiding you every step of the way. Now, for those tantalizing details and updates on what's in store, make sure you follow me on Instagram at shine underscore Gina Kunarian, or you can find me on Facebook. I promise you, you won't want to miss out on the buzz and behind the scenes peaks. Don't forget to check the show notes to find a link where you can follow me. Our guest today is Sherry Diamond, a health and wellness expert whose unique approach blends nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle adjustments. She'll share her journey from battling weight issues to finding true vitality and balance. Sherry's program, Balance for Life, guides individuals to a healthier lifestyle while addressing psychological barriers. Her recent venture, Everything is Nuts, offers an innovative cereal and topping mix that satisfies cravings and fuels your body. Stay tuned as Sherry unveils upcoming pop-up events, offering a first-hand experience of her health-centered movement. Get ready to be inspired and armed with actionable insights in this transforming life through health and mindset. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have a lovely guest here and I love her energy already. (laughs) So living in the heart of Los Angeles, Sherry Diamond, by the way, I love that diamond part, is not just a wellness enthusiast. She is a beacon of hope for those seeking a healthier path. Six years ago, a pre-diabetes diagnosis acted as a wake-up call. Not one to be deterred, she embarked on a transformative journey, shedding an impressive 103 pounds. Through rigorous research into food, inflammation, and the underlying causes of major illnesses like high blood pressure and diabetes. She unearthed the secrets to genuine health. This led to the creation of the Balance for Life course, which is designed to educate others about the power of informed food choices. Continuing on this trajectory of promoting wellness, Sherry Diamond introduced the world to Everything is Nuts on August 7th. This clean eating product is not only a delectable cereal, but also doubles as a versatile topping, perfect for ice cream, yogurt, pancakes, waffles, fruits, puddings, or even just a simple snack. As Sherry Diamond approaches her 70th birthday, you look beautiful by the way, (laughs) this October, 
Uh, she stands as a testament to the wonders of commitment, research, and the right choices. In the best health of her life, physically, mentally, and spiritually, Sherry Diamond's journey is a resounding message. It's never too late to embrace a life of wellness and vitality. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. I am excited too, because we were just talking and... I was like, oh, I love, I love her energy. Can you just share your story and your, what was a red flag for you to be like, you know what, I need to go ahead and make a change in my life? Well, you know, really, there's been a couple of times where I had a little wake up call. It happened once when I was in my 40s and I was very overweight. I was walking up the stairs to my apartment and I actually was out of breath for the first time. And I thought, oh, this isn't good. So, you know, I did a little um, changing, but not enough to really make a significant change because I wasn't ready. And then fast forward to when I was 64 and the doctor said, you know, you're pre-diabetic. And I felt this like punch right in my gut because all I could see was my mom. My mom died of pancreatic cancer, but she had diabetes. And she did, she took care of herself but not in a way that she should have. And that scared me because one of the things I never wanted to have to do is give myself any kind of shots because I'm terrified. I don't even like going to the doctor and getting a shot because I can't look at them. So how am I going to give myself one? So I thought, you know, I went home and I kept saying, this isn't going to happen to me. This is never happening to me. So I opened my laptop and I start looking around like you said at the beginning about what causes inflammation and disease, I mean, what causes diseases. And the word that kept coming up is inflammation. And it took me back for a minute to a few years before that, I had a bad rotator cuff. And I started looking at that and it said, you should eat blueberries and strawberries and antioxidants. And that's what I did. And honestly, between that and exercising correctly, I cured my rotator cuff. So I thought if I could do that, I can do this. And fast forward, I started introducing and implementing what I was reading and I started losing weight. I couldn't believe it, but I was losing weight in a different way. My body was looking leaner. Um, I didn't have that pouchy belly like I used to. And it was because of the foods that do not cause inflammation that I was putting in my body. So then you start losing weight and people are like, oh, you look amazing. Well, you know what? Nobody ever asked me, how do you feel? I felt amazing. And to this day, I feel amazing. But it was up to me. Because I knew at 64, if I didn't change right now, there does get to there is a point in your life and your age, where when you've wreaked havoc on your health for so long, you can't turn back. And I said, I'm not doing this. So I turned back and I did it. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a course and teach other people how to do it. Because getting older is not a death sentence, and you don't have to take medication. You know, I'm really proud to say I'm going to be 70 years old in, a, in two months, and the only medicine I take is for my thyroid. That's it. I don't take anything else. And I'm like, I wake up every day and I'm like, let's go. Yes. And that's how I wake up every day. <laughs> let's go. You know, and because um, I was struggling with drinking, and I used to be 210 pounds, and that's really so hard to believe. Yeah. And I didn't even pay attention to my weight at the time. And my health, of course, was deteriorating because I was overweight and had poison in my body and was just not caring. 
And I had told you, I was even a weight loss consultant for a very popular brand, right. <laughs> weight loss company. And I did see a lot of people, you know, would come lose weight, but then they would leave because they think they could do it on their own or they didn't follow like the maintenance program <laughs> that we offered, but they would come back. And, and do the and lose a little bit and then come back. So I would see the same repeating clients. Now, um, you know what's really funny? Yeah, I was one of those people. So you know, <laughs> me too. I actually that's why I started working for the companies because I did the program. But of course, I gained weight, and then I'm like, well, if I work there, maybe I can just stay skinny forever. <laughs> that's not true. Um, I noticed that the foods that were available were all packaged, which was nice because you did learn about portion control. However, they weren't the proper foods that are fresh that we need in our body. They were all preservatives. Now, I was going to go ahead and ask, what other things have you tried in the past that has not worked out for you? And then what made you said, you know what, I want to go ahead and do my own research and figure out what types of foods are best for myself? Well, the word inflammation is what really scared me because it makes sense when you think about it. If you're eating things that are not good for your gut, you know, the two words that we hear a lot is gut health and microbiome. And the really the one that you should be paying attention to is your microbiome because that is what your gut health is about. So like for me, I was constantly eating things that had a lot of sugar. I was addicted to sugar. And after a while, those foods, they don't, they don't really properly break up in your body. So they're stored in different places, in your fat cells, you know, in your gut, in your microbiome, all that stuff. And where do they go? They go nowhere. So they stay there and they stay there and stay there for years and years. And after a while, it's like being in a congested, um, it's like a traffic jam. Do you know what I mean? Your body is in this traffic jam that can't get out because there's no way out. So what happens is you start going to the doctor and they're like, oh, you're pre-diabetic. Oh, you have to take high blood pressure. Oh, you might have this, but they don't tell you what to do to stop it. They want to give you medicine. And the doctor never said, you know what, Sherry, here's what you need to do to not be pre-diabetic anymore. She just said, look, I really think you should start eating better. Hmm. Okay, well, what does that look like for somebody like me? She didn't tell me because they don't know. I mean, they do know, but they don't teach it. So I decided that I'm going to go look into it. And I did. So if inflammation is the key, then the next step is what are those foods? And it was so clear that sugar was number one. Your fat intake you need, but it has to be limited. You have to eat fresh food, packaged food, all it has is sodium and sodium and fat and sugar all added up are not good for your microbiome. So it's a process. And I was interested enough that it was worth all the research. And I thought, what's the worst that can happen? And then the next thing you know, I'm losing weight. So I was like, okay, this works. And I know people that even if they stop eating bad food for seven to 10 days, they already are feeling better. Absolutely. And then I feel like you have more clarity. You have more energy. You're ready to like take on the world when you feel healthy. And the keyword is healthy. Now I have this cute uh, picture and it has a bunch of like fresh fruits and vegetables all across the rainbow, different colors. And then it says 
your pharmacy with the F <laughs> instead of your pH pharmacy. It's a, it's a pharmacy, like farm, like, you know, the cows in the barn. Right. Is it, but <laughs> and it it's is. so true because medicine is, our food is our medicine. I think naturally, like I've been on this whole, I love cooking fresh foods. I'm always cooking like Indian food because my husband's Indian. And so oh, I nice. love like bringing in that fresh ginger, you know, the fresh garlic, the fresh everything, and just making all these fun dishes. And it really is worth the time to cook fresh rather than feeling miserable after you've had a um, fast food meal or something that makes us feel so weak all the time. Well, you know, you said something really important. You said how you feel um, after you eat fresh food. And really what happens when you get rid of inflammation, people don't realize it until you actually do it. But the inflammation is not just in your system. It's also up here in your head. And when you're, when you are free of inflammation, you start thinking clearer. Yeah, like you just do. I did. I mean, I could tell the difference because there were times when I could tell I was like in a brain fog and food would, sometimes I would eat certain foods and it would just put me down. And now that I don't eat them, I always have this energy and I wake up with lots of energy and I'm really happy because my insides are happy. And so, like I told you at the beginning, before we started the podcast, my thing is really about, it's not just about eating the fresh food and thinking positive and living a healthy life, but it's also about living your life from the inside out because we're so programmed into how everything looks and what everybody thinks. And it's like, who cares if you're not healthy? I mean, if you don't like me or I don't like you, does it matter if you're not healthy? No, it matters if what matters is how you feel, not what mm -hmm. the court of public opinion says. And that's part of our problem in our society because we're constantly criticizing everything. Absolutely. You bring up a really good point. And I wanted to go back a little bit because you mentioned the doctors and how they're not there to really help us. I feel that this is um, a disease management system that we have, and they don't actually get to like the root causes of why, or perhaps like giving us like even a meal plan of what to properly eat or what to eliminate, like they don't really help us in that aspect. How are you the differentiator when it comes to helping people, you know, lose weight or just feel better? Well, you know, here's the thing. I always say balance for life. It's not a lose weight program. It's a feel better program because once you start getting healthier and your body starts changing, what happens is you look at yourself differently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't look at yourself the same way because you feel different and it really is a different feeling. So like some people say, oh, well, you have to eat bread. No, you don't. You can eat other things that replace the bread because you'll feel better after a while. So for me, I, you know, I've always been like this my whole life. I don't listen to everything everybody tells me because everything isn't always correct. And what you do for your life might not be good for my life. Exactly. So what I tell my clients when they first start, a lot of them, you know, they're not skeptical about trying the program. They're skeptical because they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to me to show them through eating the correct foods and other things, why their health is going to matter at the end of the program, whether it's six weeks or 12 weeks. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And so I give them little tips about what to do and what not to do. But usually I'll tell them, look, 
just go on the program for 10 days. And if in 10 days, if you've done everything I've told you and you don't feel better, then there's something drastically wrong. And I'm usually correct. I mean, they will feel better. They will. And they always say, you know, after a certain age, after like, is it mid thirties or even your, when you start turning 40, it's difficult to lose weight, but obviously you've lost a, a tremendous amount of weight and you were in your sixties, right? Right. I was 64. 64. And so, I mean, that's just proof right there that, Hey, no, you can lose weight at any age, not just well, your because you know what I used to say? Yeah. Well, it's hard for me to lose weight like other people. Cause I have a thyroid problem. Oh. So that was my crutch. But then once I went on this program and, and stopped eating things that were causing inflammation, I lost weight in 18 months. That's never happened in my lifetime. And I've kept it off, mm -hmm. you know, and people say to me, oh, well, don't, you know, you, how could you be happy when you don't, you don't ever eat ice cream or you don't, but I eat other things that satisfy me. I love chocolate. I mean, I don't care what it is. If it's got chocolate on it, I'm there. <laughs> and I eat all kinds of things. I drink alcohol, but I drink the right alcohol, but I don't drink all the time. Yeah. I, maybe I drink once every two or three months, but if you have to go to a bar every night and drink, or you need to go out and eat cake every day or eat ice cream like I did all the time, you can't have both. Right. Right. You can't because then, I mean, excess of whatever, whether it be alcohol, food is just going to add up. And then your body right. is just going to say hello, because that's why we have a body that actually lets us know when something is wrong. So if you're feeling bloated every morning, really look into it. You know, why is that? And I always like the five levels of why is like, okay, why am I feeling this way? And then once you discover your why, it's going to be easier for you to then to understand exactly why you're here on earth and how other outside things don't matter, but really what's within inside, right. like you were saying. Yeah. So if you have to do that, you have to look within for anything to change on the outside. I mean, it just makes sense when you keep doing that. You know, there's that saying, if you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and there's no change, that's insanity. Right. Well, I'm a very logical person and I have a very sound mind and I want to keep it that way. So along the journey, you know, people say all kinds of stuff like people still say to me, I don't understand. How do you do it? it becomes a lifestyle. Oh, I just don't have time. And I know you do have time. But when if you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you you're gravely ill, do you have time then? Like, what is it going to take? And the other thing I have to say is everybody does everything in their time. Right. And when people aren't ready, like I wasn't ready. Look, it took me 64 years. Are you kidding? Talk about not ready. You know, I put the, I put the R in not ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I decided, you know what, this was my do or die moment. Like I could keep going on and wind up like my mom, or I could live a healthy life. And my goal now is I want to be the first person in my immediate family, not to die of cancer because right. it's everywhere. And I want to live to be 90. Yes. Even, even more than 90. You know? <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but I'll take 90. <laughs> yes. And so I was going to go ahead and ask you, what are your top like five foods that is like a must, like a non-negotiable that you're like, I need to eat this every day? So I eat every day some kind of fruit. I have to have a fruit because that kind of takes the place of my sugar or my sweet tooth. 
And every day I have to eat vegetables. Um, I don't eat, you know, I went for a long time in my life of not eating meat. And then I started a few years ago eating grass-fed beef, but now I don't eat it anymore because it's starting to bother me again, mm -hmm. even the grass-fed. So I'm a pescatarian. I only eat fish. And I just, you know, I don't really have a method because I eat when I'm hungry. But I also, um, something I do, and it took me a long time to do this after I lost weight. It took me maybe two years. But for the last two and a half, three years, I've been doing intermittent fasting. And people don't understand how that helps you so much because it helps you to not be hungry all the time. And you don't think about food because you don't have that rumbling in your stomach about, I need to eat something. And really a lot of it's up here in our brain. But when you eat the right foods and you eat the right fruits and vegetables and you eat the right proteins and you eat the right fat, fats, your body is not craving anything. So you eat when you're hungry. And sometimes I go, wow, I haven't eaten for hours. I should eat something even though I'm not hungry. Right. And then you know how they always say, oh, make sure you eat your breakfast. I feel like, hey, I don't need to eat breakfast. If I'm not hungry, I don't need to eat. <laughs> no, I... I do. I eat breakfast, <laughs> but I don't eat breakfast till maybe 11 or 12 o'clock. That's probably what, yeah. Like same thing. Like as soon as I wake up, because I wake up pretty early, I don't, I'm not hungry until like 11 o'clock, almost uh, noon. So it's like my breakfast is like more like a brunch. <laughs> right. And you know what? That's really smart because I'm glad that you do that. That's really, really healthy. Um, but what I was going to say is that's why I created my everything is nuts cereal and topping mix, because when I was losing weight, there was nothing except eggs and vegetables and maybe a little bit of almond butter and fruit. Nothing satisfied that crunchy cereal morning thing. And I so I went in the kitchen and I started um, playing around and it took me a long time, but I finally perfected the recipe. And then this year I, I decided to launch it. Oh, that is amazing. Yes. I'm going to have to try that for myself because it's I mean, so good. you can put it on different things. And then those are certain things that you put on your food that kind of fill you up too. It's not only good for you, but it'll, you won't be as hungry afterwards. Right. And you know how, like when you go to a restaurant or you go to a Mexican restaurant, you eat chips and salsa yeah. and you have that crunchy, 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 and it always satisfies you. That's what this does. Cause that crunch is what gives it a little, everything, a little bit of pizzazz. And it's made of only, I mean, I won't tell you the secret ingredients, but the main ingredients are pistachios and pecans. And they're very good for you. They help fill you up and they're very common. And that's why I called it Everything is Nuts because yeah. I developed it during the pandemic when everything was nuts. <laughs> I love that. Oh, since the pandemic, you know, I know there's been some, uh, like I have had family members pass away from covid um, but I feel so like, every, yeah, but I feel like everybody has been taking the time for themselves to discover their passions, their gifts and everything. And so um, that's something that I've done too. I've learned like, oh, wait, I don't have to just be a massage therapist, <laughs> you know, forever or that weight loss consultant I was talking to you about. Uh, but I can do what I want to do, which is to help others and coach others. And speaking about like coaching and helping others, what types of programs do you offer for your clients? So the Balance for Life course, um, it's a six or 12 week course that you can sign up for. And prior to signing up, I do a consultation with people for free because I know if people are ready or they're not. And I really, I don't want people to spend their hard earned money if they're not going to be diligent on the program. And you can tell 
when people are constantly pessimistic and they're, okay, well, I don't know, but maybe I'll try it. Or they're sitting with their arms folded, you know, like, okay, whatever, right? And you'd be surprised. There's people that I tell them, you know, I don't think you're ready. And then they, then maybe a couple of weeks later, they'll say, you know, I thought about what you said and now I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready and you want to go on the program, what we do is I send you a food list. And on our first session, I go over the entire list, where you can buy things, what to buy, how do you prepare it? What's the best thing? Like I go through everything and people who are on my program, I send them recipes when they they're, don't like to cook or they're not sure what to make. I have a bazillion recipes. I also post them on my Balance for Life um, group on Facebook so you can get them for free. Not all of them, but some of them. And then every week, what we do is we do what anybody would do. We talk about what did you, how was your week? What did you discover? Did you have any problems? Because a lot of times the problems are not about the Balance for Life program. The problems are up here, the way we think in our head, or they're because the people around us don't like that we're changing. So they want us to feel bad that we're doing this. Mm. And and I tell people, look, this is a program where you're going to eat better and feel better, but it's also a mindset program. How do you feel about yourself? What do you want in your life? And somewhere you have to take charge and stop letting other people dictate how your life will be because that's what stopped me. Mm-hmm. And the third, the third component is we get into in about week three or four, um, how you're socialized as a child with food. That's a huge component about how we look at food mm-hmm. because it was for me. And that was the one of the big keys to me, for me, besides the diabetes diagnosis or pre-diabetes, those were the things that really kept me on my journey. Yes. And I remember because they would always tell, my, my parents would always say, make sure you eat everything off your, your plate. <laughs> oh, right. Because the kids in Europe are starving. My grandma said it every night that I left something on my plate. And then I turned out to be a chubby kid. And then they would say to me, oh, I don't think you should eat that cookie because you're getting too fat. How would you like that when you grow up listening to the word fat? I did. Exactly. And so now it's like when you think of when I think about the things they told me when I was a kid, honestly, if I listened to everything, I'd be curled up in my bed in the fetal position, never coming out ever and being depressed. And I didn't let that I didn't let any of that stop me because I felt like always inside that I had some worth. I just had to go on a journey with myself as a child and as an adult to find out what that was. And I did. And you did. That is amazing. But see, that's the thing most people don't do. They don't look inside. Yes, absolutely. And like you were mentioning about the friends that are, well, supposedly your friends, I wouldn't really call them your friends because they're the ones that should be supporting you the most. Like you're on the sidelines cheering you on, like, you know, hey, hey, let me help you. How can I support you? But other like, well, why are you doing that? (laughs) Right. Why aren't you eating that? Oh, just have a bite. Yeah, especially family functions. All that is just make me feel better that I'm not healthy. That's what that, that's the translation. And I don't care what people say and people get mad when I say it, but that's the truth. And you know what? People, everybody wants the truth. I say it all the time until we give it to them. Yes, I know. I know. I noticed that too. People are like, okay, with with hearing what they would want to hear. But once they hear the truth, they get like, 
No, we'd have to like. Pause well, you know what I do <laughs> when people say, "Just tell me the truth." I go, "Yeah, that's not happening because if you really want the truth, I'll tell you. But I am not telling you the truth, and you're going to spin this around and make it about me because then I'm out and we're done." Right. So you got to be ready for the truth, and people are like, "Um, okay." You know, but they don't really want to hear it because everybody wants to hear what they want to hear. I mean, look around us. Look what's going on around us in the world. People aren't paying attention. Yes, that is another (laughs) podcast show (laughs) that I always talk about, about worldly things that are going on here that people like open up your eyes, people. Well, I say it all the time. The world has ADD. Nobody's paying attention and they listen for a minute and then it goes away and then we're done. We heard it. And now five minutes later, it doesn't even penetrate anymore. Yeah. So there's the conditioning. Um, and we're talking about mindset as well. Like what, what types of mindset, sh- mindset, mindset shifts. I was going to say the other word by accident. Um, do you <laughs> <laughs> shifts, not the other one. Um, do you normally have your clients that you teach your clients? I should say. Well, one of the things I teach people is the two things that will cripple you in life are fear and ego. Because when we're afraid of things, we don't want to step forward and change. And if we don't change, nothing gets better. If you stay the same, nothing changes. It's like a, you know, it's like a revolving door. It's like, we're going like this. Well, I don't want to change. Well, you can't get to this point if you don't. Well, I wanted to be thin. Well, how do you do that? You have to change. You know, I want to learn a new language. Well, how do you do that? You have to change. You have to take a course. You have to do, you know what I mean? Everything is about change. And that's one of the things that I think most people are afraid of. And the other thing is, is that your ego, ego is like, you don't want to admit that other people might have the correct information. And those are the things that are going to stop you from moving forward because they did for me. You know, when, as soon as I learned and I ask myself this all the time when things happen on, on a, and even on a daily basis, is this in my control? Because if it's out of my control, I'm done. Because when I was younger, I realized now, or in the last few years, I was constantly wanting to change everything that was out of my control. That's impossible. That's how we become crazy in our head. You have to dig in. And if it's out of my control, people say things to me or do things to me. If it's not in my control, I'm not getting upset about it because it isn't about me. Mm-hmm. And I stand firm on that. And I have to say, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, they have to learn the hard way. And just like, well, I had uh, what was my wake up call when it came to drinking is that I had pancreatitis. Like I didn't even know oh. what was going on. That was like the, the worst. worst pain I've ever experienced oh. besides childbirth um, in my life. <laughs> it's horrible. I know people that have had it. It is horrible. Yes. And so it sent me to the hospital. And then that's where the doctors said, like, you need to stop drinking period no like moderation or anything you're done I said yes I'm done and then that's what they detoxed me and everything and gave me a special diet for my pancreatitis and then I was like I'm done with alcohol that's do you it. miss it and, oh heck no <laughs> the thought of it I'm just like okay I'm gonna tell you a story so 
I said this on my other podcast too. I went over to a, was it a, 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 a friend's house and there was tiramisu and I love tiramisu, but oh, it was drenched in alcohol, like drenched, like literally I was eating it and I took a bite like, oh my goodness, <laughs> literally was so sick for at wow. least, I didn't throw up, but like was sick for the rest of the evening. And that was it. My body naturally rejected it. It knows like, Hey, I don't want, <laughs> this stuff is not supposed to be inside me. I'm not going to feel good. <laughs> so that's what happened. Yeah, I am not, I've never been a big drinker, but in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go out and have some drinks. But I'm like one, maybe two, because after that, I'm no good. But what I've noticed over the summer, well, actually for about the last seven, eight months, I have been like once in a while drinking alcohol, maybe once every two, three months, but I kind of not liking it. And so I haven't been doing it. And now I kind of save it for a special occasion. Yeah, like my mom, she never drank. It was like be like two sips every two years or something <laughs> once in a while. Uh, Moderation is good, but that that for some reason it wasn't how I was. I had to like it was all or nothing. Um, but now it's like I feel so much better mentally, physically, emotionally. Everything about uh, me after kicking off that is so much better. And same thing when it comes to weight loss. You know, once you've weight loss and actually lifestyle change, I should say. If once you change your lifestyle and get rid of all the things that are causing bloatiness, headaches, foggy head, all the all the symptoms of ick, I should say, you will feel so much better. So I am so happy to have you on here because I think people need to people need lifestyle change, especially around this time right now. Well and as you get older, you know, little things start happening um and you have to pay attention. But when other things are going wrong inside your body and then you have aches and pains or other things come up, it just kind of monopolizes the situation. You know what I mean? It makes it more intense. And for me, I mean, yeah, I go hiking and walking all the time. So maybe once in a while I'll have a little pain in my leg or, but it isn't because my body's in pain. It's because I did a lot of walking or hiking. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not alarmed. Yeah. I'm not alarmed. Like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I don't, I don't have that. Like I don't wake up in pain. I wake up so happy and healthy. Like I told you, and I'm like, every day I'm like, okay, let's go. Yes. Yes. I love that. (laughs) And um, so what would you tell the audience? Like the five things to get rid of that's in your pantry. (laughs) In your pantry. I would say get rid of everything that has too much sugar, anything that has added sugar. And that's one of the keys, you know, something could have zero or one gram of sugar, but underneath it says, oh, there's 4% added sugar. Mm. Well, now we have more sugar. So throw away that. Um, If you're, if you like to cook and bake with flour, you should make sure it's always almond, cassava, coconut, something healthy because regular flour, bad. Yeah. Thumbs down. Um, I would say get rid of any of the oils that aren't healthy, like canola oil or, um, you know, any of any of those like Crisco oil kind of thing and replace it with avocado oil, coconut oil. Um, you know, even a little healthy butter is better than than canola oil. That's mm-hmm. really the truth. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's number three. Number four is in your pantry. There's so many things in your pantry that are good that you should probably start using like more 
spices and herbs and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But I would say the flour, the oil, the sugar. Oh, and canned food. Get rid of the canned food. Honestly, it's so bad for you. I don't care if it's if it's um, peas in a in a can. Mm -hmm. Don't eat it. Yes. You know, first of all, peas aren't good for you either, which is not on my program, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like anything in a can is awful. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't bought canned food in years Yeah, for anything. And I would say that you should replace your uh, milk and dairy if you have to eat it with coconut milk, almond milk, healthy milk, because mm -hmm. I'm not a big dairy person. Every once in a while in a recipe, if it calls for coconut milk or almond milk, I make it, but I don't drink it. Mm -hmm. And when I have my cereal, I put a couple of drops just to get it wet because I want the crunchiness. I don't care about the liquid. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the things I would say to get rid of. You know, you make a good point because I love crunch too. And I like when I make my smoothies, I like a little crunch in there. We can but put it, it on top. Yeah, exactly. Put it on top too. Because I there's something about the texture and the crunch that satis is very satisfying. I notice for myself as well. Right. And that's the thing when you start really eating healthy and you play around with food, not only food, but herbs and spices and how things look and feel, you start combining foods together that one is texture one is flavor and they, the combination of foods. I mean, really, I can say that I love food now more than ever in my life because before I was just eating because I was eating. Mm -hmm. And now I'm eating more mindfully and it tastes better. Yeah, Isn't it tastes crazy? Better. Yeah, it is crazy. And then you feel better too. Like we're starting right. to grow. We have a little garden now. And so right now, okra is growing right now. And then I just making homemade pickles. So I have my cucumber and it got oh, spiky. So I kind of have to shave that off. But then I chop it off. Right now it's in my refrigerator and made my Good own for pickle you. juice. And like fresh garlic I put in there and some, I love playing with the herbs and spices. They're so much fun. It's fun. Mints in there growing. So I'm just, I get excited when I have like fresh produce because the stores like they're spraying stuff sometimes too on our vegetables. So I have to be mindful of all these things. Where are we getting our produce from? Right. And, and washing everything when you bring it home from the store is so important. Yeah. So my mom always has this like vegetable and uh, fruit wash. <laughs> so uh -huh. she washes on her fruits and vegetables all the time. So it gets that coating off there, like that wax that's on that apple. That's exactly. so not good for you. Um, yeah. So little things like that, that will help get rid of those things. But fruits and vegetables are like my favorite and I love them. <laughs> And just eating healthy, of course. And like you said, the whole intermittent fasting, like the, the resetting, I love that too, because we've been doing some fasting ourselves for like a day. And I, that I actually feel more energized the next day, even though I hadn't eaten in like over 30 something hours. I feel like tre tremendously like, I feel great. Wait, do you do intermittent <laughs> fasting for 30 hours? Oh, so I do two days a week that I don't eat out of seven days. And then sometimes I'll do intermittent fasting, which then I'd only give myself a certain time frame from like, say like 12 o'clock to 6 p.m. to eat. And then I don't eat for the remaining of the time. Until Why I... don't you eat for two days? That's oh. insane. <laughs> you know, I know I'm drinking, I'm drinking a liquid and it was more like spiritual things for me. <laughs> okay. Because that really isn't good for you. Honestly, what you should, what you should try and do is eat every day but do your intermittent fasting for 14 to 17 hours. 14, so like 17. for me, I usually eat around anywhere between 11 and one. I so see. if I eat, let's say I eat at noon, I stop eating around 
I try to eat within a five or six hour period, all my food. Yeah. And then I stop eating at six or seven. Um, and then I don't eat again till the next day. Yeah. Let me try and then that if I'm too. going out somewhere at night, I won't eat until two, three o'clock. So then I have a bigger window to eat. Yeah. And then when I come home and go to sleep, I won't eat again till one o'clock the next day because I'm still intermittent fasting, but I got to go out and eat and enjoy myself. Yes. And that's what people think like they have to like isolate themselves when they're trying to change their eating habits. And nope. it's not true. You don't have to, you don't have to miss out on fun. Like you said, chocolate or things like that. You don't have yeah, you to can go out <laughs> to eat. You can have some alcohol. You yeah. can have some chocolate. You just have to know what the right stuff is to have. And when to have it, that's all. And it's really simple. Once you internalize it all, like I don't go to a restaurant and go, oh my God, what am I going to eat? But I'm already like, okay, if they have fish and vegetables, I'm good. Exactly. exactly. And of course, if they have a little tequila, even better. <laughs> yeah, you can, everything, you know, it's just how much and how often do you have it? So, right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Is there any upcoming projects, courses, or initiatives that you're excited about? So the thing I'm excited about now is um, I just, when I launched Everything is Nuts on August 7th, last week, there is a um, liquor store in my neighborhood. The man tried it and he loved it and he placed an order and now he's selling it in his store, which I'm like thrilled about because it's only been a few weeks. So what I'm doing now is I'm looking for places in my neighborhood that I can partner with. A lot of places are having a hard time making money since we have this big actors and writers strike and people are not spending money. So I'm all about sharing the gifts. So I'm trying to find restaurants and places in my neighborhood or in LA that I can do a pop-up event for everything is nuts. So we're going to be doing that probably sometime in September. And then um, other than that, that's really what I'm focusing on and getting more stores and more people involved and um, just sharing the gift of health with everybody. It's really fun. That's so awesome. Yes. And where can people find you or follow you? So you can uh, follow me on Instagram at, at share the gift, S-H-E-R, like the first few letters of my name, the gift. Um, I have a balance number four life course on Facebook. You can follow my group. Or you can just go to sharethegift.com and read about me. Um, right now, we're getting our online store set up for Everything is Nuts. So it's a process. Everything takes, like everything that doesn't happen all at once. And that's the process that we're working on right now. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. It was so nice to meet you. Thank it was you so nice to meet you. And I hope we can talk again because I really want to talk to you about something really cool. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful day and thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone who has graced me with a five-star review. If you haven't had the chance yet, it's never too late to share your insights. It's because of each one of you that my podcast has soared to BuzzFeed's acclaimed Best Women Sobriety Podcast list. As a special treat, I am ecstatic to present my latest offering, the Overcoming Challenges mini course. We all face life's hiccups, and this course is meticulously crafted to hand you the tools to rise above each one. It's a small investment for lifelong skills. 
But wait, there's more. I have two exclusive gifts just for my listeners. For those embarking on or curious about their sobriety journey, immerse yourself with a transformative seven-day challenge, an ideal starting point. Additionally, my six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life is yours to explore. I divulge the very steps I passionately pursued without the crutch of AA or the 12 steps, anchoring me in my own sobriety journey. To access these free treasures, simply text the word GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Once more, that's the word GIFT, G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. And I'm overflowing with gratitude and love for each and every one of you. Thank you.